Welcome to Caritas Christi, a real and raw podcast with real women and real faith, where we apply the feminine genius to look at the current events of this world, our faith lives, and other things that are relevant to young Catholic women today. Thank you for joining us. Happy Thursday. Hi, this is Mary. And this is Hannah. And you're with Caritas Christi. Welcome and happy Advent. Yes. Second week of Advent. Yeah. Yeah. Already. Uh-huh. And tomorrow is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, so woot-woot. Yep, at the time of recording, and then uh, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be the day after, so you already yeah. have a whole day to celebrate Mary. Mm-hmm. So wear blue. Hope and you wore blue. <laughs> Our Lady of Guadalupe is on Sunday, too, so. Yeah. Yeah. All the Marian feasts. All the Marian feasts. Speaking of Mary, um, that's where our inspirational quote is inspired by. So, do you want to do prayer first? We can. Okay. We do both. Okay. Nomine Patri, Filio, Spiritui Sancto, Amen. Ave Maria, Gratia Plena, Dominus Tecum, Benedicta Tuum, Leribus, Benedictus Fructus Ventis Tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Orop Nobis Peccatoribus, Nunc in Ora Mortis Nostri, Amen. In Nomine Patri, Filio, Spiritui Sancto, Amen. Okay. And our quote today is from St. Louis Marie de Montfort. And it says, we never give more honor to Jesus than when we honor his mother. And we honor her simply and solely to honor him all the more perfectly. We go to her only as a way leading to the goal we seek, Jesus, her son. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) And we're done. (laughs) That's it. That's the wrap. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I like it because it's, I think if any Protestants have any doubt about Our Lady, mm-hmm. you know, we're not worshiping her. We don't yeah. do that. But we honor her because she was the mother of God. Mm-hmm. Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. So, yeah. And the one of the ways we can honor Jesus and get closer to Jesus is through honoring his mother and getting closer to his mother. I talked mm. about that. I actually talked about that with my um, students today. That was one of the things we were talking about in religion was our Marian consecration because for my upper grades, they, with me last year, they did a full Marian consecration and we're going to be doing that again this year. My upper grades will be renewing it and then my lower grades will be doing it with me for the first time. I'm going to start on January 9th and end on February 11th, which is the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's really a good time to do it because yeah. January, February is when, is when you kind of like start dragging <laughs> in the school year. And it's like you're coming off a of Christmas break. And um, if you teach in a Catholic school or you're like in a Catholic school, there's Catholic schools week at the very end. So it's just like a lot that's going on. And so I wanted to take those like 33 days. It'll end up being like five or six school weeks and we're just going to do those prayers and readings every day until the very end that's cool yeah mm-hmm. yeah i um i was telling you i was listening to um matt fred read archbishop gomez's um article on his podcast mm-hmm. and kind of i don't know just like he was talking about the state of the, the church in america and just a lot of stuff with woke culture and everything from COVID to, um, what is it? Uh, uh, what is it? PC, oh, PC culture, cancel culture and whatnot. Um, but at the end he quoted the, you know, in honor of our lady of Guadalupe on Sunday, he quoted the, like, um, what is, what does she tell our, he tells, um, Juan Diego, like, don't you remember that? Like, am I not your mother or something like that? She Mm -hmm. says that. Yeah. And it's like, oof. (laughs) (laughs) Why well, you know, it's it's a good reminder in the midst of everything that we you know, is yeah. she not our mother? Mm-hmm. She's a good mother. Yeah. So, all right. So, what are we having today? <laughs> I'm being boring again, and I'm drinking water because I well, already ate dinner. What did you What did you have for dinner? Uh, I had the same thing I had last week, actually. <laughs> oh wow! My twos- my Tuesdays are like consistent. I don't know. So what was it? I don't remember what you had last <laughs> week. I had I had a chicken sandwich again. Ah. Uh, I like I don't know. There's a couple things that I um that I make when I'm sort of in a hurry and I need to 
get out of the house to go somewhere quickly, so I make those, like, three meals on rotation, and then, <clears throat> and then that's it. And I've been eating the same thing for lunch all week. I'll be eating the same thing for lunch for, like, two weeks, but it doesn't matter to me, so. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, may, I might get bored, but I do, like, some routine, but it has to, like, be routine with some variance. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like pleasure. Yeah. Um, but I had a race today. I'm on the, what is it, the brat diet? I'm not a brat, but <laughs> <laughs> let's just say, uh, uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Tis the season, y'all. Oof. I woke up on Friday being like, ooh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> My stomach's been, uh, been ornery ever since, but Yuck. we're starting to make a slower, slower recovery. I've worked for the past two days, so that's great. So, and then there's me who hasn't gotten sick yet. Hey, <laughs> I haven't get, gotten sick for over like a year or so, and then oh, within wow. the past three weeks, I've gotten sick twice. I know. So I'm crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, my client on on Monday, he's like, "You need to do something to prevent from getting sick," and I'm like. Point taken. Yes, I need to take better care of myself. Mm. <laughs> Getting that from a client, but you know that's actually yeah. kind of cool that they care enough to say that. So, um, yeah. Anywho, all right. So, I have some stuff. We. I. I see. I. You haven't even given me any. Um, any hints? Any hints? No. It's, there's two. It looks like. Yeah. Am I seeing two? Okay. Yes, you're seeing two. Okay. So can I pick, or are you just gonna go for it? Um. Which way? Or yeah. You can pick, um, so, or just I guess both of the, both of these are, like, national, national news stories. Okay. Um, I've got, I've got good news and bad news. Okay, bad so. news first, good news second. Okay. <laughs> uh, before, before I, like, pinch over to this article, like, um, have you heard anything about Michigan? Like, oh, are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, I, I was you were talking about. Um, oh, yes. Um, who is who said something? When did it happen? Like what time? When did this happen? Mm, I think this was the end of last week. I was with somebody, and they're like, "Oh, there." W-. Who was saying that there was a shooting mm-hmm. in Michigan, and there was like thirty some kids that were killed? Not thirty. No, there. No, it was only. I think it was less than ten. Oh. Yeah, there might have been thirty like injured. Oh, I can't remember who I would have trying to like remember where I was. Oh, I think oh it was one of my roommate's boyfriends. Mm, okay. Wait, one of my roommates, her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> one of the I call them the boyfriends because there's two in the house. Well, yes. they don't live here, but they but yes they they're frequently here. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's they're just dating say they people m- that live here. They mow the lawn for us and they they do a lot of the man stuff around the house and it's very appreciated so. what's the man stuff mowing the lawn and That's um, sexist. Just <laughs> yard work i don't know i mean yes i would do the work too but they very much i mean if, you, if they it. will do it they power washed our um front for us oh that's nice yeah so anyways hey so okay Michigan. any help is appreciated yeah well that's it so anywho yeah um, um yeah so there was there was that um so far again oh so this this is something that's just interesting and like the more that comes out about this um the shooting the situation the more i'm angry because it's just a it's indicative of how public schools and a lot of schools honestly like public or private treat discipline issues and usually it is to do nothing um and just like do nothing except talk to people and also like place the onus for everything on the teacher as if they don't know when they see something because the kid never misbehaves at home so yeah something like that Mm -hmm. or like well we can't have him have this student out of school which is exactly what i'm going to talk about here so um this is actually something i wrote a paper on a while ago so it's called restorative discipline if you're not in the education sector it's going to be an unfamiliar term restorative discipline is like it's the idea which i don't think is inherently bad but 
it le it can lead to things like this. So you have to be, it's not an ideology. It's like not not an all or nothing thing. So restorative discipline is the fact is the like the concept that like kids should like almost never be sus suspended out of school or like mm. um, expelled like never basically. Hmm. Um, and but then it leads to it leads to so usually the way it's implemented is that like you can't get any like any kind of consequences for a student. Oh yeah. Um, it's very common in public schools. I I can you know <laughs> pull up all kinds of receipts for this, but a lot of times like there are students who assault teachers who assault other students who do lots of horrible things in the classroom and then uh, are sent to administration for them to, you know, like deal with it or, you know, they are given marks or whatever, but then instead of serving their time earned or what, whatever it is, instead of getting consequences, the, um, the principal or assistant principal, whatever, talks to them, sends them upstairs with a piece of candy back to class. Like nothing happened. That's gonna yeah, because that, that helps, right? Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's gonna do anything. That te that teaches a, you know a real good lesson. Like, oh, uh -huh. I can do whatever I want in the classroom, and when I leave the classroom, I get a treat. That's great. Uh, <laughs> right. So this, so this is what happened. Um, in case you haven't heard, so on Tuesday, November thirtieth. So this was last week. A uh, fifteen-year-old boy allegedly used a firearm belonging to his father to open fire classmates, killing four students. The morning of the attack. The morning of the attack. School administrators met with the boy's parents and showed them disturbing notes found that day indicating the boy was willing to do harm to himself and others. The boy was also caught searching for ammo on his phone just days before the shooting. But, rather than disciplining the child, the school simply gave the parents the option of pulling him out of class or leaving him in school. Leaving him in school! <laughs> Following a meeting with school officials. That's crazy. Okay? Yeah. So, the restorative... Like, the description of events, it says, seems to be in line with the restorative policies, which is um, the approach called restorative justice, and has been blamed for allowing, like, other school shootings to happen. Um, the problem that people see with the, like, the flip side... So usually it's like there's no in-between, so there's restorative justice, and then there's the traditional way of um, just, like, building up in-school, out-of-school suspensions, which may, may or may, may not be, like, entirely good because sometimes it does result in police referrals. So, like, people are like, oh, we need to combat the school-to-prison pipeline, so we're just going to go flip all the way the other way. Yeah. And, like, never have them out of school. Um, so this is what took place the morning of November 30th. So that's the day the shooting happened. A teacher found a note on the alleged shooter's desk that read the following. The thoughts won't stop. Help me. In another section of the note was a drawing of the bullet with words blood everywhere and a person who appeared to be shot and bleeding. Aww. The note also read, my life is useless and the world is dead. The result of that note was a with, meeting with parents, school officials, and the school shooter that morning. The counselor took took the drawings but most of the context above was scratched out so at the meeting they were shown the drawing they had they were advised to get their son into counseling within 24 hours now how they were supposed to prove that how any follow-up was supposed to happen with that don't know and the prosecutor said they didn't ask him if they had if he had a gun or anything and it was in his backpack during this meeting. Wait, don't they have, like, don't they now have um, metal, metal detect detectors? No, not not at a lot of schools. Some schools. Oh, okay. Very, very few overall, I'd say. Um, it depends on the area. It depends on the district. But most still don't. That's crazy. Um, a yeah. lot of schools will, a lot of schools actually have have done a measure where they, like, ban backpacks. And you can't carry backpacks class to class because of things like this. Um, and because they don't have the funds for metal detectors, things like that. Hmm. Okay. So the school prefers to keep students in school and offer discipline through a series of counseling and other measures. <laughs> That's funny that there's a little other yeah. <laughs> book back. <laughs> right. So 
This proactive steps of positive behavior sports and restorative practices available before articulating the school community's consequences for disruptive conduct. Okay. So. Um, so it's risen to the level of harassment based on the description of harassment. So it was any any gesture written or written verbal phys or physical act that a reasonable person um, should ha would have the effect of harming a student or damaging the student's property, property, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the document the document does note that depending on the kind of harassment, the penalty may be anywhere from a meeting from with the parents to an expulsion. So, this is the f so this is the first thing they're supposed to do. Um, to foster each student's academic success and pro-social development, the school will consider research-based social and emotional learning strategies. <sighs> They're 15 if they can't. Sorry. Um, and options designed to promote positive behavior and modify negative behavior while holding students accountable, accountable and minimizing exclusion time. Now, the holding students accountable clause usually just doesn't freaking happen. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, holding students accountable is just something they put in there to make it seem like there's consequences when there is not. So what would be, like, on, like, a normal day, if, like, minus this kid and all mm -hmm. his crazy behaviors, if right. there was a kid that was acting out, mm -hmm. like, not just a regular kid, but, like, a kid just acting out, mm -hmm. what would be, like, what would be something to keep this kid accountable, like, at this first level? Like, what does that look like? Oh, for, like, restorative justice? It's all on the teacher. No, I'm saying, no, practically you as a teacher. If you had a kid who is acting out, mm -hmm. what would be your thing to keep him accountable? Because in my mind, it's, like, either, like, I only, see, I only see both these sides. I only see restorative justice or, yeah, or, you know, expulsion and detention. Right. So, so what, what's in between? So the in-between... Which doesn't always, th this is what has, so the in-between is, like, usually if you have a good enough relationship with your students, you can kind of, like, get them back to where they need to be. But it's not, that doesn't always happen. So, like, the in-between is, you are, like, you as a teacher are able to do that. But that's not, like, so, if you have to keep doing it, and it's a repeated thing. Then it becomes like, okay, how many times do I have to stop class? Do I have to talk to this student? Do I have to, you know, put everybody else's, you know, needs on hold so that this one student gets their stuff together? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, well, no, I can't stop everything for this one kid all the time because I'm not their parent. Right. Um, and... <laughs> You know, it just doesn't work like that. Now, like, like if, I, if I was homeschooling, I could probably almost absolutely every time stop everything for one kid because it wouldn't matter. But the way that education is set up, the needs of the many outweigh the, outweigh the needs of the few. But in discipline, the needs of the few outweigh the many. Hmm. So you're meant to balance that somehow, <laughs> which is kind of ludicrous, but it's okay. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's not. Um, then, then step two: administrative conference, conference with student and parent. So, administrative conference will usually occur subsequent to the preliminary corrective measures, which are nothing, um, or a meeting. Okay, whatever. And then may include a review of suspension or expulsion procedures. So, if they had just sent him home then it might not have happened. Um, sim similar techniques were used at Marjorie Stone Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Um, so there's that. That was a recent. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, let's see. Yeah. I'm so glad. I was like, wait, wow. It's amazing that they're not talking about gun violence, but I realized, oh, this is from the Daily Wire, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's interesting it's interesting to think about because I have a different perspective on this because I actually do teach in a school. Right. And so I see some of the stuff that's happening. And because I have a lot of friends who are teachers, I have a few 
um, friends who have said that, like, the, like, some of them have said the parents that they deal with are just, like, um, oh, um, this friend got a nasty email from a parent because she told their kid not to slide on the table. <laughs> a nasty email! Because she told her kid not to slide on- What? <laughs> I would have been like, why are you sliding on tables? <laughs> You're in middle school. Why are you sliding on tables? You should know better. Like, why would I send a nasty email to a teacher being like, you should just let my kids slide on tables? What? So, it's, it's the- it's the- it's the culture of entitlement. It's the culture oh, of, yeah. um, like, anything goes. It's the culture of do whatever feels right. Mm -hmm. Just revealing itself in the next generation's parenting practices mm -hmm. and the way that teachers are supposed to put up with it. And there are already so many public schools that have to um, call off, um, cancel days of school because they don't have staff. There is a, a severe shortage of teachers. Why? Because they were expected to put up with a whole bunch of garbage last year. Mm -hmm. And then a bunch of them decided, you know what? It's not worth it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Well, and even um, my cousin, she teaches in the inner... Well, okay, so I first... I have an aunt who teaches in not so inner city around here. Um, but it, there's definitely still... Regardless, wherever you go with public school, I think, unless you're, like, really in the country, I think, Hannah, maybe with public school. It just probably depends. Mm -hmm. But um, she was saying she feels it's nice for her because she teaches, like, honors and AP kids. AP kids so they mm -hmm. actually want to be there and they want to actually succeed. Yeah. Um, but she said she'll be out in the, the hallway. Now, regardless, like, she'll, like, you know, because these kids are required to wear a mask, and she'll, you know, so she has to enforce it. Mm -hmm. So she'll, she'll, I can't imagine. She's had, a, she'll, she'll tell a kid to, like, please put your mask on, and they'll completely, like, ignore her. Okay. I, I can't imagine doing that. Like, that mm -hmm. was not the way I was raised at all. Like, to completely, like, ignore authority. Yeah. And she said the thing is, is the, these kids, and a lot, I mean, Maybe except for her honors and AP kids, mm -hmm. a lot of these kids haven't had discipline for the last year. Oh, no. And they're picking right back up off. And she said even her AP and honor kids have lost a year emotionally. Oh, yeah. Like, Every, emotional. We like, just, they don't have. We just locked up kids for, depending on the schools, depending on, like, where they are. Some kids are still, like, taking classes online. Yeah. Still. And uh, I know, like, a local school, they were... They were out from from when everybody in the state was sent home for three weeks. They were out until they didn't come back until the like only like the few the the last few months of the 2020-2021 school year. That's crazy. Yeah. And they just and we they just act like nothing happened. Yeah. And like you don't have to address anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything yeah. with these kids. All right, and then I have my cousin who teaches in the actual inner city, and 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 she's actually in like the lower grades too. She's in elementary. I think she teaches fourth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, so not only like a lot of these kids are just like the home environments that they have been in mm -hmm. have not been conducive to discipline at all. And she said, "I'm like, how are you teaching at all?" She said, are, "Like you know, because when you're in public schools, you also have to meet government requirements." Oh, and yeah. she said that their administrator, like their leadership, has literally said, "Set those aside. You need to just help teach your kids social and emotional health. Like help them grow there." Yeah. And then teach them later. Like, try and teach them as because much as you can. But this year, yeah. like, she said, she said it's heartbreaking. She said when she first, she's had to completely, like, change the way she teaches now. Because Which teachers have become, had, had to become counselors. Parents. And parents. Yeah. She said she literally can't. So screwed up. She said she can't start her teach. She has to wait. Like, she has to, like, I'm like, how do you even do this? She's like, well, I have to, like, you know, I greet my kids at the door. Mm -hmm. And I have to let them come in. She says sometimes if I don't get a hug from a kid, I let them go to their their table, mm -hmm. and I give them time to decompress because who knows what they're coming in from? Yeah, you know, because these kids are not always at the same home every night. Mm -hmm. Maybe not even living with their parents. You know, a lot. They yeah. have a lot of violence, domestic violence in these. You know, so these kids are decompressing. 
So, yeah, it's <laughs> schooling. Unless unless you're blessed to be homeschooling, or you're at a decent, you know, maybe private Catholic school. Mm -hmm. Whew. And even that, but uh, still, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I told my cousin, I was like, at the very least, you'll look back and be like, I think this is going to form her as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And she'll be grateful for it. But right now, it's... I was like, you're... I said, I said you're literally in missionary territory now with these kids. Because oh. you're just loving them. You, you, you always are. All, I mean, you're always yeah. loving them. But, like, that's pretty much what she can do at this point. You know? To be, yeah. to be that one... And, that, I mean, that's you. That's mm -hmm. any teacher at this, you know, at this stage. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, I think your school seems to be not as doesn't seem like you guys have the disciplinary problems if i'm no not really no um i mean you have problem kids but isn't there always a problem child uh, there's always <laughs> yeah there's always a kid that will give you more grief than the other ones you, know, you never have there are never all and they're never all like firing on all sim leaders all at once if yeah. they are it's like whoo wow god bless that it's it's almost never like that somebody has an attitude problem somebody's tired somebody's this somebody's that you know it's like okay it's it's like it's like a family basically because the class sizes are so small. Yeah, they well, all treat each other blessing. like siblings, and, the, and then you're like, okay, <laughs> stop calling each other names. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> oh, now yeah. can we read? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is. It's just crazy that this stuff can be prevented. Mm -hmm. It seems like pretty easily like yeah, the the drawing and. Everything that was described, how is that not sending off insane amounts of The fact sirens. that they didn't even t check his book back. Also, like, right. as a mother, like, I would, like, if my child... I would have pulled wait, my kid out of school if well, he Well, also, look at the stuff, stuff he's down. saying. Uh, what is... Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah. Right, anyways, my life is useless. The world is dead. Uh... Okay, yeah, you're coming home yeah. with me, kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, As a mom, like, there's no way he's learning today. Yeah. Like, that's, like, that's wrong. Like, no. I, I would have been, like, yeah, I honestly, and I think someone was saying, they, I think parents are cared, scared of their kids. Oh, yeah. Like, they, I mean, my, yeah, my parents may have been strict, but, you know, and I think that there is a healthy amount of, like, maybe blind obedience is not always a healthy thing. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's a right order in that. Yeah. In, in being, you know, because up until you're 18, you kind of have to figure stuff out. And you, you can't just, you know. Yeah. That's actually the whole point of parenting is to make so you can thrive by 18. But I don't know how that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, at this point. But yeah, definitely, Gosh. definitely pray for the the victims of this tragedy and their and their families and yeah, just an overall like devastating situation yeah. all around. But it just it, it really particularly infuriated me that there were multiple checks yeah. where everything could have been stopped and it just wasn't. No, it's just and it's life. Yeah. It's life. Life is so fragile. Mm -hmm. And these are young kids. Yeah, I, what, high school. Mm -hmm. High school age. Yeah. Yeah. So was this kid? Did he? Did he get apprehended then? Yes. Okay. So yeah. he didn't. He didn't kill himself. No. Okay. Yeah, he was apprehended, taken into custody. See, and that's awful. I mean, he's 15 years old. What is gonna? He just killed four kids. Yeah. I mean, he his can't, life's over basically. Yeah. Will he be tried? He won't be tried in just juvie, right? It'll he, go. He'll be tried in as, as an adult. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. 15 years old. Yeah, being tried in as, as an I mean, adult he's on gonna, four counts of murder. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, unless I mean, God can like <laughs> come down and intervene somehow like he's gonna be screwed <laughs> yeah well so. I don't, yeah i don't know well I mean, going to jail is as a 15 and this is where and this is where like too it's like restorative justice like how did restorative justice help this kid it didn't mm -mm. not at all because if you had something if you had more of an extreme response which you should have to something extreme which yeah. this was yeah then the kid isn't being tried as an, as an adult you know you know you want to talk about school to prison pipeline like there it is yeah you know what, you just prepared too, him uh, to be like there's no consequences no consequences no consequences no, no consequences <sighs> boom consequences for the rest of your life i kind of feel like what's missing here as well is there's like such a lack of community 
Yes. And a lack of connectedness. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like maybe in your school, if this would have happened, there would have been enough checks. Hopefully. But, it's al- it's but also I, helpful, I, too, I because smaller think- communities will enable, like, everybody knows everybody else. Right. It's more tight-knit. Well, and I feel like there's just a lack of care in this situation. Like, all yeah. along. Like, yeah, I don't know what, what the parents deal with, but, like, the school officials, mm-hmm. you know, like, I feel like it, if there's community, you work together and you notice things and you try and make solutions. Right. And you actually work as a team. Mm-hmm. It literally... I don't even know what they could have talked about. <laughs> I mean, obviously they told us what they kind of talked about, but yeah, not anyways. Not I don't enough, know if you want to keep on. I mean, we could keep on going on about this, but we're a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll, I'll just quickly, I'll give, I'll give you the good news. Sure. Okay. So, um, vaccine mandate has been blocked in another way. <laughs> what do you mean in another way? Um, so now it's been blocked for federal contractors. Nice. Um, so it was response. It was a response to a lawsuit from several contractors in seven states. So those states are Alabama, Georgia, Idaho, Kansas, South Carolina, Utah, and West Virginia. So they're like the federal contractors that was str- that was struck down. So um, like the overall the overall order has been st- struck down, but especially especially like if there was any way for them to have any kind of like leeway instead of being all over like all over all companies in the u.s they could have more of a like a more of a case to stand on with with federal contractors and things but that's also been struck down so now it's like it's basically just struck down across every everywhere in (laughs) in every state through you know, for federal contractors, for people who don't work for the government, all this. Um, and so uh-huh. now it's just, it's kind of back back to square square one. Yeah. I like the reason what they said there. Actually, the, uh, do we know? Oh, an appointee of former Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And that was the judge that made the ruling. Yeah. They're saying that it's due. Because I'm, I'm under, I, I don't understand. So this was, let me just make sure I, got, I understand the, the situation. So not the situation, but. The mandate was, was that an executive order from Biden? Where did the mandate come from? So it wasn't an executive order. He said he would, like, so first first of all, the man just says that it's going to happen. And then it takes, like, two months or so for any kind of, like, order plan to actually be drawn up. Okay. So he just says it will happen. Okay. Then it doesn't, then they don't actually have any plans for, like, two months. Okay. Then what's supposed to happen is um, it's supposed to be implemented through OSHA. And OSHA is the, like, the federal branch for, like, employee safety, health, and right. health, whatever. Okay. So it's supposed to go through there, and, it, and it's a requirement through there. Um, okay. And so that's, so, like, to file taxes, to do all, all of these things, like, you kind of have to be, like, compliant with those. So sure. that's what they figured that w- that's what they figured was their loophole, but it's not because you can't require everybody to receive a medical treatment that may or may not yeah. work for them. Well, I feel like some of my friends are kind of breathing a sigh of relief. <laughs> Crazy. So, well, and, and, and it's stupid that they even tried. My roommate was like, because she's she works she's a, a works in the hospitals, and she said, I mean, the hospitals would have <laughs> they're already struggling with everything, you know, because. We just had the holiday season, so there's, you know, oh, the yeah. ho- holi- you know, the hospitals are full. And then you have this come through, or this could have come through. Yeah. So is it for forever, unless... So they've been put, all of them have been put on hold. Okay. And then there's still lawsuits that are going on. Multiple okay. lawsuits against all, all of these mandates. And I imagine that all of them have a case. Yeah. Because that's what is happening, is that the judges are saying, oh, well... You, you can't go into effect because these people have have a shot here. And they okay. should win. <laughs> okay. All of these cases should win. Okay. And it shouldn't exist. So, so and then this is, like, it's going to... There's no way it can come back up again? It's, there's not no way it can come back up. It's just... It's been blocked. Um, and then any rulings will, like, travel through courts. And then, um, then there will be rulings in the courts. Nice. So... Yeah, well, 
Fun stuff. It's a blessing. I, there's some good stuff happening. Yes. At least, yeah. some, hey, you know what? That's some of the remnants of the Trump campaign. I didn't even or the Trump presidency is the all. The, I mean, he appointed so many judges. So he did yeah. That was one. He was very. It's a good move. Yeah, he was very active. <laughs> that yeah. All right. So that's pretty much. That's all. That's that all was I it. Got. <laughs> yeah. That's all you got. Wow. Wow. Um. All right. So I guess I'm gonna go on for my hot take. Go for um, it. It's kind of like, I think this second portion is going to take a little bit of a different spin mm-hmm. from, I feel like the first one has been a little heavy, but, um, so my hot take is girl boss, no more, more like mama Mary. Um, so kind of where this comes from is I, I was just reflecting recently. I have this mug and it has girl boss on it. Um, and it was put in the the washer dishwasher and it's one of those ones where it shouldn't have been so it kind of like came out and it it's basically got destroyed (laughs) and i've been kind of like but i was kind of bummed but then i realized the other day i was like huh i think that's i think for some reason i just just it came to me of yeah no i don't i don't need that mug anymore i don't think that mug it's kind of like a really good sign of what was happening in my own personal spiritual life and what I realized. Because um, basically, the meaning of my hot take is that I have come through personal, you know, experience that being a girl boss is not... Is synonymous? It's not the word synonymous. It's not... What's the word? Synonymous. <laughs> it's not synonymous. Um, so with being a Catholic compatible? woman. Yeah, compatible with being a Catholic woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've come to realize that... Yeah, so basically that just the story. So, um, yeah, so I, I realized I no longer wanted to, you know, the girl boss... Yeah, like the mug, it's kind of like, yeah, no, it's not relevant anymore and I'm not feeling the title anymore so um i had actually so the story about the mug was i had gotten it back in the summer um and this was kind of when i was starting to kind of understand my role as a boss of my own company and my own business um and experiencing people telling me how to run my own business um and i remember going i was this little boutique i'll have all these like you know little shops and whatnot and this girl boss mug was there and i'm not really normally into that stuff but it kind of just like resonated with me Mm -hmm. it was kind of a sign of like security and my identity and to be confident in myself um now i did kind of research the title and it does have a lot of feminist connotations but i was like you know what i'm gonna try it on and see if i can kind of put a spin on it with my own catholic perspectives you know just see um so i've been kind of like hashtag girl boss um, but now that I look back when I was reflecting on the ruined mug and, um, just like no longer feeling the girl boss title, I just realized that when I was girl boss, especially kind of looking back at the summer, cause I feel like I've done a lot of work on myself since then. Mm-hmm. I did not like who I was. I actually remember like reading a reflection and it was pretty much like, do you like who you are? And I was like, I don't like me. <laughs> I do not. No, I really, Oof. I am confident in who I am, but I did not like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was, I was selfish. I was, I don't know if you remember this, but I was late all the time to stuff. Mm-hmm. I was so busy. Mm-hmm. Like I did I not have enough all of this. Yeah. time for myself for yep. what was important. Um, I, I just, I, you know, and I was also prideful and I was depending on myself Um, and I, I just like, I look back and you know, it's probably people. Yeah. Maybe you can be shocked, but yes, I'm human. And obviously I was doing it all under the guise of, Oh, I'm following God's will. I'm doing good things. I'm cleaning people's houses. I'm doing a podcast. I have a girls group, like all this good, beautiful stuff. Mm -hmm. But I did not like who I was on the, like it, as lot as was the interior modus, but just also kind of eking out into the way I was relating to other people Mm -hmm. that I was unkind slow to listen and quick to speak um and i definitely remember like you know there's definitely certain situations where i was like wow i really ran over people that are near to me um and i honestly anna i also think it affected the relationship that the dating relationship that i was in in the summer Mm. i think because it just yeah i think i was a part of 
was a part of it. Um, so since then, since the summer, um, some things kind of changed, and I just really have been working on slowing down and simplifying. I think I've been on t- on time a lot more recently. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot more timely of a person. <laughs> I also think I'm a lot more of a pleasant of a person, I would hope. <laughs> um, like, I'm... And She's actually, really that's the other thing, too. Hmm. I realized after... Because I worked, basically, I kind of went on, like, a social media fast. I think you all have kind of been on the journey with that. And I've just mm-hmm. been, like, detaching from my phone and just, like, growing an abandonment of God. And, and then also living in this house has been really great because this sisterhood has really pulled me outside of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just something of, I think, um, I don't know, kind of like going, sorry, the train is going a little fast there. So (laughs) kind of trying to like bring it back because Hannah has advice to give us. Um, I kind of realized that, yeah, I liked myself and kind of the funny anecdote on that was coming into this house. I, I had tried being a house mom to the last house I was at and it was exhausting. I was like, I do not want to be that again. I'm going to try to avoid being the house mom. I retired from that early. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, a couple weeks ago, I've been starting, the girls have been starting to call me the house mom. And I'm like, ah, oh, I really <laughs> try to avoid that, but yeah. I, apparently I can't. So, and I've also tried to avoid like okay one day when i'm a mom i could call myself mama mary but i'm like one day when i'm a mom or more when i'm a grandma but i was like you know (laughs) what fine i can't avoid it and honestly i like myself better as mama mary than i like myself as girl boss um but it kind of actually kind of full circle with theology and whatnot Mm -hmm. um i was listening to this reflection about original sin and in the garden when it happened, like we were created to work with God, Hannah. We were created to labor. We were created to create like God did. Mm -hmm. But with the fall, um, we basically, Adam and Eve were saying that, oh, you're not like, you're, you're not good enough. I can find security and I can provide myself for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we have been kind of hopping along ever since then. Um, but I mean, if we look to Mary's example, I always love how, you know, this ain't, you know, she's a teenager, like mm-hmm. this teenager, actually probably cause she was like 14, we say 14 or 15, maybe. Yeah. We don't know for sure. Yeah. But you know, this angel comes to her and is like, Hey, you're going to be the mother of God. And she goes, all all she goes, she doesn't even quite, well, she, she doesn't like, she doesn't doubt, but she's like, you know, how can this be out of wonder and awe? Yeah. I love that. How can this be? Mm-hmm. Um, but inevitably she gave her fiat um so i don't know that was kind of like quite a ramble there hannah (laughs) but all is to say is i personally again i don't think being a girl boss is synonymous or what is it compatible with being a catholic woman i think more being living our identity as a mother living as um and it doesn't mean you can go you you shouldn't go after your dreams your goals whatever like that doesn't mean i'm still gonna not work at my business but i had somebody say the other day they're like as an entrepreneur let god be the boss let god provide for you and lead for you in your business Mm -hmm. you just and it's been great because i've just wake up every day and i'm like what do i need to do today and i (laughs) just tell god i'm like yo you gotta help me pay the bills today um you know sometimes i've been like i don't know how it's gonna work you gotta make work he mm-hmm. makes it work. Mm-hmm. You've been seeing. I mean, he's been providing for me, and it's it's yeah. very humbling and it's very beautiful. Even when I make silly, stupid mistakes, <laughs> <laughs> um, none of us ever do that. No. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, it's funny. I guess it's kind of like a little bit of a, I guess, personal confession. Now that I need that, I'm <laughs> gonna go to the priest for the absolution. You know, no worries. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know take it for whatever it is yeah i don't know how to land this plane so if you want to okay. take it off with your advice maybe yeah i can i can land it here okay so going right off of that because um society gotta love it um is is telling you um women but also men just like you know you're you're the boss like it's all everything's all about you everything's all about your success you're this you're that um and this is a, mes- a message for the ladies and a, and a message for the men, too. Like, um, my advice to you, um, it's kind of a hot take, too, a little bit. But <laughs> it is kind of a hot take, depending on who you surround yourself with. But you're, guess what, guys? Your life is not your career. Your career is not your life. And 
um, even though it may take up a good portion of your life, even though you may do ministry within it, that doesn't make it your life. Um, and, and especially people in certain professions like teachers, you can get guilted for like, oh, well, this is your mission. This is your vocation. This is, you know, this is what you need to spend everything, like everything in you. No, because we're called to holiness first. And honestly, for me, teaching is like, it's very sanctifying, but then at the same time, like it's not, you know, I doubt that teaching in a school was the reason that I was put on this earth. I wasn't put on the earth to teach. I, that is one of the ways that I use my gifts and I fulfill um, some of what God is calling me to do, but that's not all of what God is calling me to do. And your career is not all of what God is calling you to do. You're called to primarily be in relationship with God, with Mary and with others. And your career may be some of that. It's not going to be all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it may it may help it may help you you can you know you can have a mission in it you can you can work for a Catholic company you can start your own Catholic company you can um, do a lot of things but at the end of the day it's it's about you know fostering that relationship with with yourself and with God because that's the way that you grow mm-hmm. to holiness and everything has to be ordered towards that mm-hmm. and if you don't order everything towards that and you order everything towards your career guess what you're gonna be miserable Mm. your life's gonna suck (laughs) you're you're gonna be bitter and busy and late to everything Mm -hmm. and you're gonna be no fun to be around you lose all your friends and it's just you know and maybe maybe you don't lose all your friends but the friends you have are no fun to be around or you need to drink to have fun or do other things to have fun and that's not gonna be fun Mm -hmm. so i guess my challenge to leave there is like how can you kind of like go outside the box that you kind of willingly put yourself in because a lot of us are you know out in our out in our careers out in the world but in doing so we've kind of willingly put ourselves in a in a box that we stay in (laughs) a lot because we do have hours we need to be at work and hour and things that we um that need that we need to do as part of our small v vocation very small v vocation um but there's some there's things outside of that that you can do to bring yourself closer to your own sainthood to bring other people kind of drag other people with you too mm-hmm. so you can think about um and i'm gonna think about this too like what are what is something else that you can do or what is a way you can get more outside of your career and focus more on your relationship with god with other people um fostering a sense of community with yourself and with your friends because that's in the end what every human heart longs for is the is is the community and that's what has been dying so much and that's why we see so much death and destruction everywhere is because Mm -hmm. the community Mm -hmm. is just being destroyed from its greatest and most important unit upwards which is the family Mm -hmm. so you start the family and then gradually distort the community because communities comprised of family yeah and chosen family um related family because your friends are your chosen family mm-hmm. and then you have family that you don't choose so yeah that's my challenge mm. find yourself outside of mm-hmm. your, your nine to five whatever it is um not just find find yourself find god mm-hmm. well and when you find yourself out of your nine to five um, I know we're kind of getting down here on time, but I think you realize that your your job, your career is just a tool. Mm-hmm. It's a means to an end. Because, yes, we do in a, we live in a material world, and laboring is it's good, but it's not an end to itself. Yeah. You, what well, I always get this wrong, you wor- work to live, not live to work. Mm-hmm. And so when you use it as a tool, then you can use it to the ends that you need to support yourself, to support your family. Because, yes, you don't want your your loved ones to be hungry. But also at the same time, then you can use it as a tool to actually be more effective to actually, like, if if it's not, like, in a Catholic, you know, wherever it is, Mm -hmm. you can evangelize and you can love and be in community with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I find that even... 
and the business group I'm at I'm in like I'm my own boss but like I'm in community with other people that are in kind of this similar you know we're all in we're all our own bosses and we kind of you know are in community with each other and fellowship and friendship and like they picked me to be like to give the motivational quote every (laughs) meeting now Mm. and it's like what a great opportunity you know like the first couple quotes i gave were from mother Teresa, because you know even even non-catholics love her so yeah (laughs) now we're gonna graduate we're gonna end with like something like saint bede the venerable and be like who's that (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to like i mean there's some good you know secular motivational quotes but yeah so i i like what you're saying because i think we 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 have to remember that i think we've said this before i mean we're, our end is not here our end is in heaven mm-hmm. and so everything has to be ordered to that and also too yeah. like i think you don't want to get to your death like what do you want to do when you get to your deathbed mm-hmm. do you want to look back and be like oh all those quality like all those great moments i had with the people i love or wow i did a great job in my career <laughs> yeah i can even actually say i feel like matt fried gives these anecdotes and i feel like Cameron as well but they say that there's been women who have like been like feminists who get in their like 50s and 60s and they've oh, had yeah. a career but they've you know and they've then been, they have nothing they have nothing and they're so lonely in there I mean they'll and even say they regret it yeah, yeah. they regret it so <laughs> what what society is giving you and telling you to do isn't working but what the church has been doing for the past 2,000 years kind of working kind of working <laughs> so check it out yeah i mean at the very least it's Bring helping us to be sane throughout these insane times so at the very least if you want sanity come here join us <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh goodness oh sorry, and speaking almost... of speaking of join us so can i yeah um, mary is going to close us we're going to do a special marian quote since it's the week of the immaculate conception and i uh, hope you all had a blessed feast day and We'll see you next week. Mary will close us out. Men, do not fear a powerful, hostile army as the powers of hell fear the name and protection of Mary. That's from St. Bonaventure. Good night and know that you're all loved. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Caritas Christi. If you'd like to write to us with hot takes, feedback, advice or advice requests, we would love to hear from you. Email us at caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. That's caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Thursday.